Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to try to yell this, this afternoon when the Raiders play the Chiefs, amen, and see what happens, amen. Praise the Lord. We can win. We got something going, amen. But uh, go ahead and grab a seat, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I got to throw a little Raider, little uh, uh, advertisement, amen. Hallelujah. They're our team, amen. So you, whether you're a hater or not, amen, I'm a Raider, amen. Praise the Lord. And so I'm going to root for our local team, amen. Praise God. But I just want to pray that all you guys had a very happy Thanksgiving, that you enjoyed each other, amen, and and family and friends, amen. I, I know that uh, there's a few of our members, amen, that are homesick with this flu that's going around, amen. It got me for a bit. I'm just battling through it right now with my wife and I. And so, but I'm here. I got strength in it. So I, I know the Lord's going to get me through this. So those online, we're, we're praying for you, amen. We love you guys. We miss you. So interact with us like as you're here, amen. So Bring some, some chats in there, throw some comments in there, amen, and, and just let us know that you're there watching us, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, but uh, we're here, somebody say, I'm here, and so we're going to receive today, amen, and, you know, all it takes is just a few, it doesn't matter the big groups or how large, how large it is, God came for you, somebody say, God came for me, and so God has something for you, if you believe that, you'll receive it. Come on, say, somebody say, I receive it. And so if you receive it, amen, then God will bless you, amen. And so you guys got to help me out because I'm doing my best here, amen, with a sore throat. So if you cheer me on, I'm going to keep on going. There you go. That's all I need, amen. Praise the Lord. I think we're going to work it out, amen. Come on, just give me give me some yells, amen. Somebody say, Jesus. Come on, just 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 push me along, amen. I'll get through this, amen. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to wrap up this two-part series that I started last Sunday and end it in today, amen, on be thankful and rejoice. Somebody say be thankful. Tell your neighbor, rejoice. Come on, hallelujah. We, we got to be thankful and we have to rejoice, amen. Psalms right here, Psalms 100 verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks. Somebody say give thanks to him and praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This scripture here is a calling of thanksgiving. That if we are truly believers, if we are truly followers, disciples, any of those here today? Come on, we got any followers here in the name? Any believers in the house? Hallelujah. Any believers out there on Facebook Live? Amen. Come on. Then we must say, I must be thankful and rejoice. Come on. Amen. When you say rejoice, you got to smile. Amen. Someone say rejoice. Some of you guys go like this. And rejoice. You, that doesn't mix, amen. You, when you say rejoice, there's always a smile, amen. So come on, somebody. Come on. And, and this thing that I'm talking about being thankful and rejoice is something that's an everyday, all-day thing, no matter what's hitting your life. Because how many know that God is still good even if you're going through a, a season? God is still good even if you're sick. 
God is still good if even there's no money on the in your account. Come on, somebody. God is still good. Can somebody say amen? Come on. It, it doesn't matter what we go through in our seasons. You got to know that it's only a season and you're going to get through it and God's going to show up and show out. Can somebody say amen? He's always done that for us. Amen. And so the season you're going through right now, you still got to be thankful and you still got to rejoice. Come on. James chapter 1 verse 2 says here, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And verse 3 and 4 says that this, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Somebody say, let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Hallelujah. Now, James here, our brother James, is not saying it's going to feel good when you're going through it. Come on, he's not saying to act happy and just say, hallelujah, I'm going through a trial. He's not saying that, but he's saying here to consider it pure joy because God, somebody say God, God is about to do something. Come on, when you're going through some fire, God's on the other side says, don't worry, son. Don't worry, daughter. I'm going to get you through this right here. He's going to walk you through. He's going to take you through. And you're going to come out of it, church. Listen, not lacking anything. Come on, somebody. Come on. When you're, when you're going through the fire, amen, if you trust in the Lord, if you are true to God, amen, you will come out on the other side of it, amen, just like gold. You'll come out on the other side of it saying, you know what? God met me. Come on. You ever said that when you're going through a storm? I said, God, you showed up. God, you blew my mind. God, you're too, didn't we talk to God like that? Amen. God, you're just too much. Is he too much sometimes? Sometimes I'm like, God, you're too much. There's like, you can't, there's not even words to say when God shows up in his, in, in the miraculous ways that he does. Like God, and there are times even, God, I don't even deserve it. God, why did, I don't even deserve this. But God still blesses because he's still faithful. Come on, he knows our hearts. Come on. We, we say that to, to defend ourselves when we're, when we're acting wrong, come on, right? Oh, God knows my heart. No, no, but he truly knows our hearts. You know, he, he knows he's going to bless us because why? He's daddy, right? Moms and dads in here, right? If your kids act up, you still love them, right? Come on, the same thing with us. We act up and God still loves us. That is a father's love. And he loves us so, so much. Hallelujah. I want to look today at some men in the Bible who remain thankful and rejoice no matter what hit their lives. Come on. They rejoice even in life-threatening situations. Amen. These men were sold out. What we need today in the church is people that are sold out for Jesus. Come on. Are those people here today? Come on. Someone say, I'm sold out. Come on. You got to be sold out. I mean, back in the day when I got saved and the revival hit, man, people were just sold out. For Jesus, amen. They didn't, they didn't care, amen. Yeah, I love the Lord, amen. Yeah, Jesus saved me. Now we, we get timid, amen. Come on, somebody has to shout and say, you know what? I love the Lord. He's coming back, amen. Come on, we need to preach the gospel. Can somebody say amen? We need people sold out. Say, God, I'm in it for the long haul, amen. Come on, come on, sign me up, amen. We're going to take the land for Jesus Christ. Come on, we people, we need people sold out. 
Somebody say, I'm sold out. Woo, can you hear that little raspy voice? I like it. I'm going to keep it, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, when you're sold out, it means that you are totally committed to the Lord. Come on, listen, if you truly want to be thankful and rejoice, if you want to have a sold out attitude for Jesus Christ, you cannot be lukewarm and you cannot be wishy-washy. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, what's up, wishy? <laughs> Tell your other neighbor, what's up, washy? You cannot do that if you're sold out for the kingdom of God, meaning that you cannot be sold out one week and not sold out the next. You cannot be sold out on a Sunday and Wednesday you backslid. Come on, you cannot be sold out even for a month and say, well, that didn't work out. You got to be sold out no matter what. That's what's, what's needed today is as a church, a leaders, disciples, believers, followers that are sold out for Jesus. Come on, I may be going through a storm, but I'm sold out. God, I may not be feeling well right now, but I'm sold out. Amen. That's why I'm here today, because I'm sold out. I didn't call in sick. I showed up. <laughs> I'm sold out. We got to be sold out, church. Come on. We can't get excited for our outreach and then outreach time comes and no one's there. What happened to the sold out? Church, we need to be sold out. We need some shirts right here. Sold out for Jesus. We got one? Let's do it. Come on. Sold out. Ain't there a song called Sold Out or something? I don't know. I'm going to make up a song right now. Hallelujah. When you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come on, these three Hebrew boys were sold out for the Lord. In the face of death, in the, these, these boys did not complain. In the midst of their crisis, these boys did not quit. They did not throw in the towel. They did not deny their God, but they considered it, listen, pure joy. These boys rejoiced in whom they served. Come on, and you don't know who I'm talking about? Look at Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. These three is a powerful story here. But it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar. Well, there it goes. We don't, have to, we don't need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. And he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, I want to make it clear to you. Listen, that we will never serve your gods or worship the statue that you have set up. Talk about sold out. These boys were sold out. These boys did not let the outer circumstances take away the inner joy of the Lord. Amen. Church, we cannot allow or sell out for temporary or temporary release, relief or joy, amen, to replace the inner joy of the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 to 18 says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outward we are wasting away. Ain't we wasting away? 
I don't know about you. I woke up this morning and said, man, I'm getting old. Hallelujah. Amen. The outside may be wasting away. Amen. But inward, somebody say inward. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and monetary troubles are achieving us an eternal glory that far outweighs it. So fix your eyes not on what it's seen. Listen to that. Fix your eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The message Bible puts it like this. So we're not giving up. Somebody say, I'm not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart. But on the inside, somebody say inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by with his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us that far there's far more here than meets the eye. The things that we see here now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. Church, hang in there. Come on, tell your neighbor, hang in there. Come on, your blessing is around the corner, amen. His grace is always there for you. His glory is greater, amen, and your harvest is coming. Come on, somebody say, I receive that. Come on, we may go to trial after trial, but he also takes us from glory to glory as well, amen. Tell somebody, hold on. Hold on. You guys warm? Is it okay? It's, it turned off, right? When I said that, boom. Man, there's so, that's some power there, amen. A little warm, God, it's a little warm. Okay, I'll turn it off for you, son. This is sold out, man. These guys are sold out. Daniel, how many remember Daniel in the lion's den? Hallelujah. Daniel rejoiced in the lion's den. He faced a life-threatening circumstances. Well, amen. He, there was a certain time in this, in, in this, in this, uh, part of Daniel, amen. There was a certain time during the year that for 30 days, anyone caught praying to any other God except the king would be thrown into the lion's den. It says here in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Now Daniel learned that the decree that had been published, but he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem three times a day. Somebody say three times. A day he got on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he'd done before. Talk about sold out. Here it is that they, 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 there's a decree, there's a law that's made saying that if anyone is caught in these 30 days, they're going to be thrown into the lion's den. But here Daniel says, you know what? I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I, I do this every day. I'm not going to stop. And so he goes and does his thing. Amen. He says, nothing's going to stop me from being thankful and rejoicing to my God. And so some men started to talk some smack about Daniel. I mean, the people are going to talk some smack about you. Come on, hallelujah. Anything you try to do for God, people kind of talk some smack behind you, amen, hallelujah. They started talking about Daniel, and these men said, you know what, he's going against the law of the land. It is written, amen, and he's still praising his God, amen. Your law says that you need to throw this man into the lion's den. And the Bible says that the king was greatly, greatly distressed over this. 
Because the king really liked Daniel. He said, man, this guy is a good guy, and I believe the God that he serves. I mean, that's the kind of connection that he had with the king. But these men were talking smack about Daniel, and they told the king, your law says you need to throw this guy into the lion's den. And so you can't change it. You, you, you got to enforce it. So they were pushing Daniel to be thrown into the lion's den. So the king was forced to give the orders to throw Daniel into the lion's den. And look what the king tells Daniel before he's thrown in. In Daniel chapter 6, 16, it says, So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel, and they threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continuously, rescue you. So here he is. This is my order. I got to do this. But yet he's still calling out to say, oh, Daniel, I really don't want to do this. But may the God you serve rescue you. Daniel didn't complain. There's nowhere in the Bible that you read there in Daniel that he starts kicking and screaming. He doesn't start complaining, amen. But Daniel considered it pure joy. He says, whatever you got to do, go for it. You're going to throw me in. You don't have to even throw me in. I'll jump in. Hallelujah. I mean, this is how confident Daniel was. He did not let his outer circumstance, listen, reflect on his inner joy for the Lord. And the story goes on to say that the king was so worried about Daniel that when he went back to the palace, he couldn't even eat his dinner. He, he, he lost his appetite. On top of that, he couldn't even sleep. So what happened, the morning came, and the king ran to the lion's den to check on Daniel. And it says here, and the story picks up in Daniel 6, 19 to 23. And it says, at the first sight of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. And when he came near the den, he called out to Daniel in his anguished voice, Daniel! Servant of the living God, has the Lord your God, who you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel answered, hallelujah, come on. May the king live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lion. They have not hurt me because I have found favor. Uh, I've been because I have been found favor innocent in his sight, nor have done anything wrong before you, your majesty. So the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wounds were found on him because he had trusted his God. And look what it says in verse, sorry, 24. At the king's command, the men who falsely accused Daniel brought him in and they were thrown into the lions and along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Hallelujah. Come on, when I, when I read this, and when I don't, I don't know if you can see it, but God gave me this revelation that when people falsely accuse you or gossip about you, untruths about you, and try to take away that inner joy of the Lord that's inside of you, as long as you trust God, as long as you stay true to God, our God, somebody say our God, will shut the mouths of those talking about you. And he will take care of them. Bible says vengeance are mine. Come on, I know that you want to take some vengeance. Hallelujah. But you're going to have to trust the Lord. Come on, you can't take matters into your own hands. 
You don't know what they're saying. Leave it alone. Trust God. You know, God will take care of those that talk about you. God will vindicate you. Can somebody say amen? Come on, that's what happens here. Daniel trusted in his God and says, you got to do what you got to do, king. Amen. This is your, this is your, this is your law. Amen. But do what you got to do. But I'm not, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do my thing to my God, but I'm not bowing down to this statue. I'm not going to do this decree. Amen. So throw me in. Amen. And so here he knew his God was going to serve him. That save him. I mean, that he, who he served. Amen. So God took care of him. Amen. So be thankful, church, and rejoice. Come on. Romans chapter 12, 17 to 19 says this. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Come on. Somebody say live at peace with everyone. Come on. That means exes. <laughs> that means ex-neighbors. The neighbor, amen. The guy gordo, that neighbor. Everybody have that neighbor. Hallelujah. You got, you got to be, you got to live at peace with everyone. Those guys that get on your nerves, you got to live at peace. It says, live at peace with everyone. Listen, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but make room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. God will poke their eyes or do something. Amen. <laughs> whatever, whatever he wants to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Trust in God. Let it go. Come on, just let it go. Live at peace with it. Come on, guys. If we can live at peace, even shuts their mouths. It really does. Because once you start to get into conversation, once you start to defend what you're defending, amen, and it's making no point, it's not going anywhere, then you know what? You shut up, they shut up. It, it does. It happens, church. You've got to trust God. It doesn't sound good because they're coming at you and you want to say something. But as long as you just trust the Lord, those mouths will shut. And you can move on. Can somebody say amen? amen. How about Paul and Silas? Remember that story? Come on, they rejoice. They are still thankful, amen, in a prison cell. Come on, anybody been in prison? No, don't raise your hand, amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Anybody got a warrant? No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Amen. We got you on camera. Amen. Hallelujah. We found them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. <laughs> Rejoice. Amen. You're okay. You're in the house of God. <clears throat> but Paul and Silas, amen. Uh, here they are, amen. They're, they're thankful and they're rejoicing in a jail cell. You know, have you ever been in prison or jail? I don't think anyone here has rejoiced. I don't think there's people right now that are locked up that are rejoicing either, amen. They were stripped. Listen, before they were thrown in, they were stripped, they were beaten, and they were thrown into an inner cell. Come on, I don't think anyone here has been in an inner cell. This is a cell that's just low, low ceilings, and then they put them in a stock. This was, this was, this is their prison, amen. They weren't walking around in your prison cell, in your bunk bed, and while well, they, they were in a, on the floor, in stock, amen, in a dark inner cell with just a little hole for light to come in. That was them, and yet they were rejoicing. And yet they were still thankful for their situation, amen. Come on, they did not allow the 
outer circumstance of what they saw in that inner cell reflect what was inside of them, that joy that they had for the Lord. They remained thankful and rejoiced. The Bible said that at about the midnight hour, tell your neighbor it's midnight, Come on, midnight is a time when it's the darkest time in your life, amen. It's not by time frame, it's when you're going through a tough situation. But at their midnight hour, it says here that the inner joy that was inside of them, their love for the Lord that was inside of them, church, started to shine on their outer circumstance. And they expressed that inner joy, amen, with thanksgiving, and they started to praise God and worship their God. Come on, you ever worship your God in that midnight hour? Come on, you ever just throw on uh, some worship songs and you know, God, it's a hard time, but I'm, this song here gets me and I'm going to trust in you. Uh, come on, they started just singing uh, in that midnight hour. Come on, they're in that jail cell, amen, in the inner stocks, amen. And here they are. I'm so glad Jesus set me free, amen. I'm so glad, amen, Jesus set me free, amen. Come on, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. Come on, they were locked up. But they were believing. They were trusting God. See, it's just all those times, amen, when the truth comes out inside of you. Are you really truly sold out for God? Are you truly a Christian? Are you truly a follower when you are in a stock, amen? Come on, you may not be physically in a stock in that inner cell, but in your mind, you feel, man, you are locked up, amen? There is no way out, amen? Come on, are you going to still sing for the Lord? Are you still going to thank him? Are you still going to rejoice no matter what? Come on, church, because there are situations that we face in our life that says, man, how am I going to get out of this one? But you got to let that inner joy. Let me tell you, that joy that's inside of you, God gave you. The devil can't take it away from you. So you got to let you got to stir that up. That's what Paul always told you, stir it up. Stir that joy. Stir up the gifts inside of you. Stir those things and be reminded how good God is. For some of you guys, you got to take a, a trip down memory lane to see what God has done for your life. Because we forget so much when, when a trial's hitting us. Come on, we, we forget, man, how good God was back then when you were feeling the same way that you're feeling right now. And sometimes we got to take trips down memory lanes of God, you were good. You were faithful back then. God, help me, Lord. Stir that joy. Let me get excited for you. Let me start to sing because something is about to happen. And when you start singing, church, you got to start smiling. Come on. You already you just start having, put that, that, that's that favorite song you and you start just going. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> There it is. Found that song. Come on, you ever play that song and all of a sudden you're just there and then your, your feet just start going? You just start tapping, amen. Something comes up, amen. It's worship. Worship is powerful. It finds that inner joy inside of you. Even if, yo, you don't want to, all of a sudden it's inside of you, you're like, <laughs> you get happy, hallelujah. Just me? See, all you guys just got happy right now, amen. You guys were like this, huh? Yeah. That's an inner joy. The devil can't take that away. If he didn't give it to you, he can't take it. God gave you that. Say, God gave it to me. 
You just got to go find it during that, that tough time. You just need to find it when you find yourself locked up like how they were. The Bible says in, in Acts 16 that they started to rejoice in the Lord in their midnight hour. Something shifted. Somebody say shift. Hallelujah. It says here in Acts 16, 26. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake and the foundations, listen, of the prison were shaken and all uh, at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains became loose. Hallelujah. Come on. Remember that song, Mary, Mary? Anybody know it? <laughs> Take the chains, what? Take the shackles off my feet for I can... Chuckles? No, not chuckles. <laughs> so I can dance, right? I want to praise you. I want to praise you. Come on. Take the shackles off my feet for I can dance. I just want to praise you. I want to praise you. Come on. I'm singing with a, singing like a baritone right here. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like Barry White right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> It'll just start popping you. Yeah. Take those shackles. Come on. Take those shackles. Come on, when you start praising God, things get removed. Doors get open, church. Come on, you got to sing unto the Lord. Amen. Come on, the prison doors flew open. Come on, come on, you got to understand their outer circumstances. What they started to see, that, that, that stock that they were in started to change. The foundations of the prison started to shake. Amen. Come on, it was a shift that took place. Their shackles fell off. Amen. Come on, they started to hear that song. Amen. They started dancing. They started lifting up their hands. Amen. Amen. And the prison doors flew open. They got set free. Every door, every shackle fell off. Somebody say, fall off. You got to let them fall off, church. You're not supposed to be in shackles anymore. Yeah, there's so many Christians today that are still shackled. Come on, you walk in like you're going to court or something, amen. Instead of worship, hallelujah. Come on, we're still shackled with problems. We're still shackled in our situation. And that's why some of you guys can't even lift your hands to praise God, amen. Because you're still shackled with your problems, your situations. Some of you need to start singing down deep inside and say, I'm not going to let this stop me, amen. And these shackles will start to fall. Come on, how about you, man? When I come Sunday, I got to be right here in front to praise my God. Psalms 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant me the willing spirit to sustain me. Psalms 32.11 says, Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you you, you righteous, sing who are all upright in heart. Sing, church. We are the righteousness of God. Jesus lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit is right here. And come on, don't tell me it's not inside of you. You just got to stir it. You just got to believe. And when you start to just sing those couple, those verses, let me tell you. You'll find it. You got that song, son? Can you find that song? 
Come on. Mary, Mary, where are you, Mary, Mary? We're going to resurrect Mary, Mary. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, we, we, we need that. Are you guys hot? I'm hot. <laughs> are you hot? Uh, or is it just me? Just me? Okay. <laughs> all right. If you get a little cold, just hug each other. It's all. Hallelujah. They rejoice. Amen. Church, I'm here to tell you uh, that when you're at your midnight hour, amen, uh, when you're feeling alone, amen, uh, when your life feels that you're locked up and, and you feel shackled in your problems, uh, when the crisis uh, uh, make you feel uncertain in your life, amen, start singing the song. Start worshiping the song. You got it? Go for it. Hallelujah. Come on. Remember this song? Come on, church. Come on. You can stand up. Come on, some of you guys are shackled too much. Come on, put it up higher. Come on. cut us off amen hallelujah we have no rights to that song by the fact amen hallelujah <laughs> shake them off hallelujah come on you can, man you can think of different songs amen that can get you into that mood amen come on some of you guys come on you're like you got it like all right i got it now hey man we felt a little awkward getting up at first like okay what is this and oh yeah yeah <laughs> i thought even earl was gonna throw splits amen hallelujah like, whoa, whoa, Jesus is certainly in the house, amen. Come on. Man, I, I remember the song, amen, I used to sing, amen, when I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus and how he set me free, I can dance, 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 dance all night, all night. Come on, hallelujah. When I think about Jesus, when you start to think about Jesus, church, it causes you, it causes you to dance. You got to go back. You got to dig up some old, old oldies of yours. That man, man, you just got lost with God with. And say, God, how can I forget you? God, how can I deny you? God, how can I not trust in you? Even if I'm locked up. Can somebody say amen? Church, when you do that, watch our God show up and shake the foundations of your circumstances. And when he does that, church, you need to be thankful and you need to rejoice. And somebody say amen. amen. See, some of us can't dance here. Some of us can't spiritually jump because you come, like I said, into the church shackled up. Come on. Seems like you're, you're, you're supposed to come worship and you're, you're just, just, there's no joy in you. Come on, the world's more happier than you. The loss is more happier than you. 
and we're saved. Come on, somebody. There's, there's, there's something wrong there. But their stuff is only temporary. Our stuff is eternal. Hallelujah. That means you're going to have some good times and you're going to laugh. But in those bad times, you can still laugh because you trust in your God. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Come on. When you're chained to those outer circumstances, come on, don't let it affect the inner joy in you. When you start thinking about Jesus and when you start to think about all, has he done a lot for you? Come on, has he done a lot for you? Come on, raise your hand if he's done anything for you. Come on, if he's done anything for you, come on. you got to be thankful for that. Come on, all of us can raise our hands. A sinner can raise their hand that God has been good to them at one time or another. Come on, we, we forget and we lose that. And when we lose it, we backslide. And we, we forget about it. And then we come back because then we remember about it. Come on, don't lose it, amen. You need to start singing. You need to start dancing. You need to start jumping, amen. And watch God remove and change that outer circumstances that are in your life so that you can rejoice and you can be thankful, church. <coughs> I'm going to close today because I'm hungry. Anybody hungry, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you hungry for God's word? Amen. All right, I got another half hour then. No, I just play. I'm just playing church. I'm bringing it sweet, quick and sweet for us. Amen. Come on. Church, these seasons that we go through, we can't wait for Thanksgiving to, oh, yeah, I got to be thankful. I got, there has to be a spirit of Thanksgiving inside. We, we can't live from year to year to wait for this time of year to start to be thankful again. we got to do that every time of our lives, church. When we wake up, God is so good, and he is so merciful. Come on, we don't deserve this. Come on, but it's this amazing grace that, that, you know what, he still comes to us. He still, even if we mess up and we know we mess up, each time we go to him and say, Father, forgive me. God, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for ever saying that or doing that, Father. Can you forgive me? And he forgives you. And he throws it away from as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers your sin no more. That's how good God is. He doesn't put it in his back pocket. He doesn't save it when you mess up again and say, hey, I, I thought. No, he's, he's merciful each and every time. Of course, we don't abuse it. Come on. God knows when you're faking it. But when you're remorseful and you really need God and you need his forgiveness, let me tell you, he's already at the altar waiting for you. He's a good God, church. And we got we to gotta be thankful always. That way we can be rejoiceful always. Isn't it good just laughing and having a good time? I know that there's times and seasons in our life that they're serious and we get a bad report from the doctor and all this, but don't let it take away the inner joy inside of you. Let faith increase. Let something of your spirit, man, wake up and say, God, it's, it's hard, but I know that you'll get me through. God, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, but I know that you're there with me. And I know I don't, I'm not alone even though I feel alone and I feel like I'm in a stock and I'm chained up. And all I see is darkness, God. All I see is there's no way out of this. And when you start to think that way, you open the door for the devil to walk in and start to speak his lies to you.
and says, where's your God now? This is not going to change. He's not going to change. You got to just ignore those voices and listen to the small whisper of a God that's calling out to you and says, trust me. I'll never leave you. Have I ever forsaken you? I'll get you through this. And you stay there and you say, yes. And you start to sing. And all of a sudden, light comes into that room. All of a sudden, the shackles come off. And something inside of you says, we're going to do it. God's going to make a way again. And we can just laugh at the enemy and say, ha, you thought you had me. But look at me now. Come on, you can look at times where she, you thought, you can tell them, you thought you had me. But look at me now. You should have took me out. But look at me now. Each, each of those seasons that you go through, the trials that you go through, should make you stronger and stronger, not weaker and weaker. Come on, you got to come out of those things. Come on. When uh, King David was running from Saul, amen, come on, he went into an inner cell in that cave, running for his life, but he came out a king, church. Come on, he didn't let the outer circumstances of what was going on affect the inner joy and the love that he had for God. That's why it made, made him a man that was written on the book, a man after my own heart. Why? Because he trusted God. Let God write a book about you. Come on. It says, this daughter of mine, this son of mine, oh, they're, they trust me. They love me. Come on. It's like Job. Do whatever you want to do to him. He'll never deny me. He knows who we are. Deep down inside, when I'm going through stuff, when I made mistakes, I say, God, I'm sorry. And he asked me, do you love me? Man, you know I love you. And feed my sheep. Take care of my lambs. God brings me back to where I need to position myself as an under-shepherd of this flock with my wife and I. I say, you know what? I got to take care of your sheep. Because he knows I love them. Do I do things wrong? Yeah. Do I say things wrong? Yeah. That's my wife. <laughs> but down, down, deep down inside, I love the Lord. He knows if you love him or you're not, if you don't. God is merciful, and he's good, and he's faithful, church. We have to be thankful, and we have to rejoice no matter what. Come on. You think your life sucks right now? There are many other people their life sucks more than yours. God is good. And sometimes even those people that don't have less than what you have are more happier than you. There's something wrong. There's an inner joy inside of them. About family. People think, you know, I got my family. As long as I got my family, I'm cool. We have, we have an awesome family that we belong to, church. That's why some of these families that are tight, that's what gets them through the storms. It's about family. It's about coming us together. You know, there's, that's, you know that's what makes the Latino popular. They're, they're just tight. I'm not saying any other family or any other race doesn't do that, but but man, you 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 can go to family. My mom was is gonna love me despite of whatever I do. 
My mom loves me. My mom loved my brothers, amen. And, and we did some things, amen. And she was a praying woman, a praying woman of God that believed, amen, and believed for their sons, amen. And here I am, amen, preaching the gospel because of a praying mom. Come on, it's about family. And you belong to an awesome family. Come on. Come on, you're ambassadors. Come on, you're representatives of the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter how your outer circumstance looks. The world can look at my brother here and say, you know what? He's just a thug. He's just, you know, he's just in and out. He's just had a hard life. No, no, he's a saved man that God redeemed and set free. Amen. He's no longer in a prison cell. Amen. He's out free. Why? Because the shackles have come off of him. And now as long as he has that inner joy and he continues to be true to God, all things are possible. There are greater things in front of you, church, than behind you. Don't look at your past. We all have a past. And there are things that we wish we could have changed. But those things back there made me who I am today. So use what the bad is back there to make you better today and for your future. And go forward in God so that you can be thankful and that you can rejoice. Always, church. Because he is a good God. Come on, you're here today because he wanted you to know. He wanted the people out there to know. And anyone that hears it on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, he says, I love you. I'll be here for you. Come on. So you can always be thankful and rejoice. Despite church. What hits our lives and the uncertainties in this world? God is still good. Whatever's taking place in Israel, God is still good. Come on. This spirit of Hamas is not going to overpower the spirit of God, church. You cannot win God. He has never lost a battle. He is undefeated and he will remain that way. Why? Because he's God. Come on, he's not a, a little God. He's not something hanging on your on your on your neck. Amen. God is above all. He's outside of all. He's outside his creation. He's he's big. He's a big God church. Let me close with this scripture this scripture. Amen. Psalms 30, verse 5. I'm really closing right now. You know that's a lie, right? No, I'm just, I'm really closing, amen. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, come on somebody, comes in the morning. And morning is not when the sun rises up. Morning is when the light turns on in you. Let your morning be in the situations that you're in. Whatever darkness, whatever storm, it may be for a night, it may be for a season, but joy's coming, church. You got to know that. You got to know that. You got to know that. Come on, God, it's a tough time. But oh, my joy's coming. My joy's coming. Somebody say, my joy's coming. Come on, church. The morning has come. This is a season that we get to celebrate not only the Thanksgiving and remembering what all that God is doing, the harvest that he's going to bring to us, but the, now the birthing of our Savior the celebration of a, of a king that left heaven for us, born as a child to deliver us and die for us. Come on, church. This is, a, this is a great time of the year to start to remember that. 
as we go into a new year to give you hope. Come on, to give you love and to give you some peace. Can somebody say amen? Come on, let's all stand up. Amen.